The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion. Hello, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where conscious people come together to explore the world of healing and heal the planet one person at a time. And I've got a really important question for you today. How good are you willing to let it get? It's a fair question these days when it feels like we're all waiting to see how much worse things can get. And yet it doesn't have to be that way, right? There's another way we can experience the world. And I'm super excited to have Sarah Seidelman with us today. She's a, um, in her former life was a physician in her current life is a practicing shaman. And she and her magnificent spirit animal, Alice the Elephant, Together, got together and created this book of inspiration that is designed to encourage creatives, healers, helpers, find that place where we can let it get better and better. And Alice offers up some daily wisdom in a lighthearted and sometimes salty way. And Sarah adds her own reflections um, to this process. And I, I think this is super timely. So um, we all need a little bit of feel good right about now. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks yeah. for having me, Lisa. Yeah, the question kind of was one that I started asking myself. Um, you know, I was in a medical practice this was like 10, 12 years ago and uh, feeling really stuck, you know, and I took a sabbatical and I suddenly got to the place where I was like, wow, I'm having so much fun away from the office and like not being at the hospital that I'm not sure I want to go back to work. And so then I thought, well, maybe, maybe I should ask the universe for help, you know? And it was at a time when I didn't have a lot of faith in the universe. I was feeling pretty, pretty downtrodden. Um, but I, so I kind of put out a prayer, if you will, and just said, you know, universe, if I'm not meant to go back to work, um, and I'm meant to do this like really fun, like maybe personal transformation work with other people, show me how I can do that. Because at the time, you know, it was like, I've got, we needed my salary, you know? And um, this is straight up money fears that were stopping me. And about two weeks later, Lisa, my husband's paycheck was inordinately larger. And I was like, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're all getting a bump for productivity. Like he was also a physician. And for some reason, and it turned out that his productivity bump that we were going to be experiencing for a while was almost like exactly to the tune of the exact. It was like within dollars of what my part time salary was. 
And I was wow. like, oh my gosh. Like, it was like <laughs> the price is right moment. I'm like, what? I can leave my job. And you no, know, by then I was working two days a week, but it was still a significant amount of change. And um, so I thought, this is it. Wow, this, this stuff really works. But then two weeks later, I found myself going, you know, I don't know that that was the sign. Like maybe that was, maybe that was just wishful thinking that that just was like a kind of a coincidence that he got this raise and maybe I still am really supposed to go back to work. And I just started getting back into this like down, downward spiral of like, oh no, I've got to, you know, infinite possibilities are back to zero, you know? Mm -hmm. And I started uh, realizing that I perhaps was the one who was limiting myself. Um, and there's a wonderful book that I found around that time by um, Gay Hendricks called Upper the Upper, the Upper Limit Factor, I think. Yeah, that's a great book. I've had, him, I've had him on my show. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. And this kind of book sort of also reflected what I was noticing. It's like, wow, like, if I'm not willing to let myself have like all the abundance and love and whatever it is I'm longing for, if I won't let it in, like I won't receive it, I'm going to kind of say, no, this isn't real. Then it's not going to work out. I mean, how could, you know, I'm going to limit myself. And so I started, I phrased this question, like, how good are you willing to let it get? And I started just asking myself, you know, like how much, how much could, could I allow myself to love my job and get paid to do it? I mean, that was a big one for me because I thought, well, sure, I can get paid to do a job, but it's only to be this physician, which I had loved for so many years, um, but then didn't love it, you know, and it was time for me to make a change. So, uh, yeah, and Alice, my spirit animal, uh, has been with me sort of ever since that, you know, from the beginning of that adventure, she sort of showed up about six months after I went on that sabbatical and really encouraged me, you know, just to kind of let go and, and trust that, that things were going to work out, um, which may sound like pie in the sky, but all I can say is that <laughs> it, it, it proves to be true for me. Um, and so, yeah, I have this book that just came out that's um, sort of a daily meditation book. Um, and I think that's like a daily reader, you know, where you have like there's a page for every day with sort of a, a, a message from Alice and a message, then a kind of reflection from me and then a, a quote or excuse me, a prayer. Um, because what I've found over the last 10 years is that, um, you know, feeling good is is not a passive process. <laughs> like we got to cultivate that yeah, we sure do. daily. And yep. the best time for me, what I found and for my clients is like, morning is an awfully good time before the world gets crackalacking and you know the kids wake up and the dog starts barking and everything starts happening you know to have that preserve that little bit of quiet time even if it's two minutes and so this book was sort of designed to be that for people and sort of be that kind of touchstone to get yourself asking yourself yeah where how good am i willing to let it get today you know how much love how much ease, how much freedom could I let myself have in my experience, no matter what's going on? Because, you know, we all have been going through, I'm sure, you know, lots, there's just been a lot going on in the last, over the last year. So much, so, so much, much, impossible to process actually. But I, I just have this curiosity, like, I understand where you're coming from because I've been, I've been a psychic my whole life. Like, you know, I started doing this crazy job when I was 19 and never, I've never done anything else, but I'm just so curious about how you went from being a doctor to yeah. this shamanic healer. shamanic healer who's, you know, teaming up with your, with your spirit animals and, and writing books about that. That's, 
there's a jump there that happened. There's some quantum leap that happened there for you. <laughs> and I, I want to hear just a minute about what, what went on there. I wish it was like really quantum, like Flash Gordon. I just stepped over the chasm and then it was there. <laughs> it, was, it was really more of a slow process, but that summer on my sabbatical, I just um, started spending more time in nature. I stumbled into this beautiful book that really talked about, it was a book by Ted Andrews talking about oh, yeah. the messages that animals have for us. And as a kid, I loved animals. And I was like, this sounds crazy. Like being a physician and being very scientifically based, I was like, how could a wild animal help a human? Like we have a cortex, we have a, you know, a cerebral cortex where, you know, I was kind of had bought into that mythology that we are the smartest, wisest beings out there. <laughs> and what starting to notice what the animals were doing really helped me to kind of humble myself and also begin to realize that we're all interconnected. And when I read his book, I, you know, I learned this idea that, you know, in, in, in all over the planet, in, in groups all over the world and cultures that it's, it's most, it's very common for people to have a spirit animal associated with them. Mm -hmm. And that that spirit animal is there to um, empower and uh, empower and assist you in your life. And I remember thinking, well, all these, all the animals that I've been seeing in my life were helping me. So I thought, I wonder who mine is. And I eventually endeavored to take out what is called a shamanic journey, which is where you listen to a drum beat that's a particular drum beat. Yep that kind of causes you to go into a light trance or a theta brainwave state. That's all the science for the people who are listening who are nerdy like me. Um, and that day that I did that, and you know, the base, it was like in my closet with the door locked to keep the kids and the dogs out. I encountered this mother bear who was just like so loving. It's just beyond words. She rubbed my back and she was just like, Sarah, I know you're stressed. I know you're so scared, but with where you're going, you know, it's not that far and, you know, just enjoy the journey, which sounds really simple and platitude filled. But um, after I got back from that experience, I just felt so much better. It was like this reassurance that I needed. And, you know, within a few days, I'd already reaccumulated a bunch of fear and stress and things. But I started thinking, well, I don't know if this is real, but I am going to go back and visit that mother bear because I don't have any better ideas right now. I was really just... Uh, I was just lost. Is anybody who's listening, who's been through, a, you know, some kind of experience where you're kind of your identity is falling, you know, like cracking up and falling apart, right. divorce, a diagnosis, you've been fired, you lost all your money, uh, your house burned to the ground, whatever it was, I was in that place. Yeah, the crash, the total crash and burn, the life, the the shamanic, that's the shamanic death really, isn't it? The dismemberment, yes. yes. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad you did it. I'm so glad you made the, you know, the leap and have, are bringing all this wisdom. It's an incredible story. Um, it's, it's inspiring, I'm sure, to many people. It's me too. Um, and and I, I want to just dial into today a little bit because today's an interesting day. Today is Groundhog Day. But it's also, yeah, but it's also the day that I'm doing my book launch. So um, I'm in this middle, you know, the middle of this crazy, like the one day where there's my new book, Energy Healing for Empaths. Um, that's out today. Thank you very much. And you are very graciously offered to be part of my launch gift for people who, who buy the book on launch day, get this incredible gift that you are a part of and sharing your wisdom. So I just thank you so much again for being with me today on this day. Uh, sort of like a birthday, right? For sure. Yeah. And um, I would say the book launch is like a little bit of a honeymoon phase because you work so hard and, and being a writer is one of those things that seems glamorous but is really like 
sort of solitary and angst-ridden most of the time. Yeah. And so to have like this, you know, the the book come out on its birthday and, and, and be celebrated by people feels really good. Um, and, and I'm wondering if you could read the what's in today, if you dive yeah. up your book. Oh, I think it's very fun because it's associated with your birthday. So here's the book and uh, Alice on the cover. She's surfing on her surfboard as spirit elephants do surf. Okay, so February 2nd, the theme is Set Miracles in Motion. Wow. <laughs> and Alice says, be still and know that I am Alice. <laughs> when you touch the silence within yourself, you tap into a spectacularly unlimited reservoir of perfectly amazing ideas, fresh color combinations to try, strange salad recipes to whisk up, phone calls to make, caring commentary to provide, and never previously thought of alliances to build. When you apply these insights, you'll set miracles in motion. And then my reflection is, dear meditation, why do I still resist you? <laughs> I know firsthand the quiet, that's, that quiet still place inside me, that no thingness is so powerful, but I am still imperfect at doing it. Even so, I keep coming back to it, spending more days meditating than I do running from it. I celebrate all the beauty and wonder that tumbles out from that silence, the glorious quietude that's strangely everything and nothing all at once. It is supreme peace. And then the, qu the query is, what if anything keeps you from sitting in stillness? Dear God, lift whatever keeps me from sitting in stillness today so I can keep so I can help you make miracles possible. Wow. Yeah. That's so good. That's so um, just meaningful for me today, you know, um, on, on all days. And I'm sure that your book is just full of those moments. You know, I really loved what you said, too, about a morning practice, because I find that if I can get my attitude, my energy, my attitude in alignment in the morning, it takes me some time. It takes me some work to do yeah. it. But if I can kind of elevate myself to a certain vibration, I can stay there all day. I might have like little dips in it, but I can kind of get back to that like yeah. set point. But if I start low it's and I'm like trying to climb, it's like trying to climb a mountain and it peaks and then it goes down again. So I, I'm right with you with the morning practice. And I, this feels like such a beautiful, um, you know, part, thing you could add to your morning practice. Yes. And then the other thing that, that goes with the book, maybe you're like really running short of time and you're just like, I can't read a whole page of a book, which sometimes happens. I have the deck of cards that goes with it, which is how good are you willing to let it get card deck, which has um, maybe let's just set everybody who's listening, like let's set our intention that we all get the card that's perfect for us. Let's, let's, yes, let's like connect it. our hearts and just ask for whatever it's supposed to be. <laughs> so the card is this easy tiger. <laughs> um, and the message from Alice is zeal can be an excellent quality and will help you accomplish great things. Just remember to allow a dose of its polar opposite slacking off to balance it. What would it look like and feel like to go easy on something today? Dear God, help me remember it's okay to go gently. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, I think, um, I, you know, when I first started my, it, yeah, getting into shamanic healing, I remember one of the, one of my teachers just saying like, one of the worst qualities for a healer is zeal or overzealousness. Right. 
um, which I was like, what do you mean? I didn't really understand that. Um, and then I saw it, I saw it played out. Um, there was a client who came to see this shaman and the shaman asked the person, um, so oh, he, uh, this is what he, I don't, I'm giving away secrets, but no, I'm not really giving away secrets. I think it's okay to say this. So, um, the, the, the shaman said to the client, you know, I'm going to ask you a very important question. I'm going to ask you kind of a warm up question. Then I'm going to ask you the important question. And the client said, okay. And I was sort of watching all this go on. And the first question was like, what was the 23rd? Who's the 23rd president of the United States? And the person answered it properly, which I never would have been able to no, do. Me neither. You know, it was amazing. And then the second question the shaman asked was, do you want to be healed? And then when the person, the client mumbled, they said, mm, yeah, it was like, and then he said it much louder, like almost shouting at the person was like, do you want to be healed? And then the person was like, yeah. And then he was like, no, it was like, like you really needed to have a yes, you know? And like, because if, if a person isn't, if we aren't 100% aligned and intend, intending to become well or to get through whatever difficulty it is, then there's probably no shamanic healing or no, um, you know, no meditation that can, that can help us, you know, it's all about that intention. And so how overzealousness, like as a healer, if you so want to help and save people, it's probably not. So you just kind of want to sit back and yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for me, like overzealousness has led to burnout, you know, and like really pushing. And I have, I have that part of me that's kind of, you know, a, a striver, you know, and an accomplishment oriented. So I can push and, you know, like overdue and then burnout happens and that's not good you know it'll set me back my health my mental health and everything and so i have for years i had this like push have a breakdown push have a breakdown push have a breakdown like little mini breakdown you know catch yeah. the flu or get a migraine or something right you know? and um and i think like zealousness is sort of like an extreme kind of energy right but yeah. as healers we do a little better if we hold the middle ground yeah, like we're more grounded, we're more stable, we're more centered. Exactly, which I think that's what that morning practice, like at least for me, it helped me to anchor into that that quiet, which is not zealousness. Stillness is like, yeah, it's sort of not. It's not. It's quiet, but it's not. Yeah, it's a wonderful. It's a wonderful feeling, but it's not. Yeah, it's definitely not zeal. <laughs> Well, I do wonder if these card decks in the in the corresponding book would be a really good opportunity. Um, in fact, I don't wonder. I know that they would be uh, for people who want an opportunity to connect to their power animals. Maybe haven't done that, right? Yes, many of the cards have animals and beasties on them, so that's kind of fun. Um, and well, we could look up the tiger because the tiger showed up in our card today. I was thinking, and I have another book, which is, of course, here is the Book of Beasties, where I just write about the different kind of, the different frequencies and energies of the different wild animals, which I think are, you know, the animals have freedom. The wild animals have this freedom and this, um, and this uh, connection to their own, you know, they're not stuck in their head, worried what somebody else is thinking about what they're up to. They're just following their inner guidance, you know, and innocent, which I think are qualities we all want, freedom and innocence, right? Yeah. 
I think so, and I and I love that you work mostly with wild animals because I think that they have a real specific energy that's different, relates differently to us than domestic animals, and and to me, the wild animals hold this sort of like pure, really distinctive energy, like a frequency, you mm -hmm. know, that is real specific to each animal. And when we tune into that animal or we meditate on that animal, or we talk to that animal, we can sort of absorb some of that energy, like we can embody what that sort of laser-like, like you said, that purity. That's how it is for me anyway. Yeah, I totally agree. I was just talking to a client the other day about, you know, like, it's like, you know, maybe you've seen a jaguar in action and it's like, well, if you watch jaguars for a while, you'll start to understand on a very deep level, like what it is to pay attention, what it is to be very still, you know, and, uh, and very patient because that's what they are. That's how they do what they do. That's how they hunt and, and so forth. So, yeah, I think we owe, or I owe a great debt to the animals for teaching me a lot of things. And I was thinking, cause it's groundhog day. We could Can we look up the groundhog. Can we? Oh, I think we could. I have the prairie dog, which is really, that's our, that's our, that's our groundhog, right? Yeah. And I was just noticing that we have to change. We have to, we have a very, it's a very funny illustration, which I have to show you. Cause it kind of cracked me up. Oh my God. <laughs> He's a weird little critter, right? It's a very, <laughs> He's a little funky, but that's good. So yeah, whoever's listening, like consider that this might be for you, some of these messages. And like, I always say, take what you like and leave the rest. And maybe I'll just read the main passage and just share the theme. So the themes are community, family, bravery, and tolerance, hmm. which man, I think those are all great words for 2021. Like about it. Woo, tolerance. Can we, we could all use a lot more of that. Um, so I'll just read. The clan-oriented prairie dog sunnily saunters from his native grassland and into your life to call your attention to the fact that your greater community thrives only because of the strength of both its larger and more intimate groups. It's time to tend your community. The prairie dog's small community, smallest community unit consists of his family, and there will be a dozen or more such families dwelling in the same prairie dog town. Prairie Dog's here to encourage you to tend community in two ways. First, cherish your intimate clan, the family you were born into or the family you choose, first and foremost. Prairie Dog's, this is so sweet, reserve their kisses and most intimate acts of affection for their family. I thought Aww. that was so sweet. Second, respect the other clans that surround your wider community, including the loud ones, the ones that do things a bit differently than your clan, and the ones that sometimes overstep the line. Each Prairie Dog clan actively defends their own family territorial boundaries and wants others to respect theirs. When you live like this, you'll enjoy the sweet kind of harmony Prairie Dog does. Invite Prairie Dog to show you how to strengthen your most intimate community and how to coexist within a larger one, and you'll find yourself with more time sunning in the grass, chatting happily with your neighbors, and enjoying the largesse that coexisting brings. Wow. Good message for 2021. Such a good message for 2021. Agreed. Um, and the aligning affirmations are eagerly attend, tackle important business, step lively, and scurry joyfully. Because Prairie Dog, they're not, you know, they do take their naps, but they're like, you know, and they're, if you watch them, they're quite frisky. Um, and then disappear in a whirl, in a cloud of dust when it's time to retreat or when love calls. Like, you know, they, they have, they can disappear down into their, 
their little beautiful dens that they make. So maybe if it's time for a little to disappear and take a break from life to do that. Ah, I love it. Yeah. Such a good, such a good message and such a um, fun and beautiful delivery of the message. All right. So let's talk about how people can find you. Like how can they connect with you? So you can go to followyourfeelgood.com and there you can learn, you know, you can look at my books and there's an app for the spirit animal, for the spirit animals as well. And there's also, um, if you subscribe, you can get a, access to a free guided meditation where I will talk you through helping you discover your own core beastie or your own Alice the elephant. You know, maybe it won't be an elephant. Maybe it'll be something, you know, something else. But um, to help empower and guide you in your life and to bring some lightness and love, you know, that's what I've found. It's a really transformative um, relationship if, if that's something that's calling to you. That's cool. I, and shamanic journeys are super powerful. I love to do, do them. So my early training as a psychic was with a shaman. So I've done a lot of that back in my 20s, like way back in the day. Wow. So I, I totally encourage everyone to go to your website and sign up for this shamanic uh, guided meditation if you've never done one. So powerful. And then the, the, the deck you can get at Amazon. You can get it at my website too, but you can also find it at Amazon and you can get all my books there too. Awesome. Good, yeah. good. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for being with us today. I always love talking to you and, and yeah. talking to Alice through you when she shows up. So um, thank you so much for being with us. Today. Thanks for having me, Lisa. It was a pleasure. And thank all of you guys for joining us. Um, you can come and visit me on my website, lisacampion.com. Stop by. I'd love to hear from you and um, I get to know you better. So um, thank you for being with us here on The Miracle of Healing, where we are changing the world one person at a time, right here on Empower Radio. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.